This is A Fresh Agenda. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity and generate your deepest work. Here is your host, Christina Mendonza. This is A Fresh Agenda, where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonza. Welcome to this tiny spot in the podcast universe. Glad to have you here for a while. This podcast is about having some deeper and more positive conversations on topics of creativity and motivation to explore how people create or build their businesses or innovate in their industries. And if you've joined me over the course of the last 87 or so episodes, you know I've interviewed a lot of established artists and entrepreneurs, Jay Leno, Cheryl Strayed, uh, celebrity chef Tyler Florence, Suzanne Summers, food journalist Michael Pollan, longevity expert Dr. David Sinclair, academics, lots of authors, a few ASM artists, and futurists. And the rule for a fresh agenda is that it has to be a fresh perspective and something something basically I'm interested in. So my last podcast featured Dot Long, a 20-something social media consultant who has helped build global brands and has now launched her own social dragon method. Today, I dip down into Generation Z to chat with a young woman who is on the cusp of a big music career. Now, I know you've already heard of Billie Eilish and her untraditional path to music stardom. It didn't start with a record label controlling every aspect of her first creative cycle. Abigail Barlow is also following an untraditional path into popular music. We're going to chat with her in a moment. But first, the value of social proof. It reminds me of a conversation I had with a network entertainment executive about a year ago. I was in Los Angeles. I was helping a client of mine who wanted to get a design show produced. She had a fantastic concept, like nothing you've ever seen so far in HGTV or A&E. She has energy and drive and great camera presence, expertise, and lots of help. She even had financing for her show. She had everything lined up. What she did not have at the time was a robust social presence. The entertainment model for those looking to get into music or filmmaking or acting and so many other creative pursuits often requires finding and developing your tribe before anyone in the pipeline will even look at you. That's what I found out when I was with her at that conference down in L.A. If you pitch a project with a grassroots following of devoted fans, companies that spend a lot on development will be a lot more apt to take a chance on you. Social proof doesn't come after the fact anymore. You bring it with you to the bargaining table. And Abigail's doing just that with her music and her following. First, a word uh, about my sponsor, MyCEcourse.com. It's a multimedia educational option for state compliance, professional growth, and engagement. The courses dive deep into specialized subjects while meeting all curriculum and legal requirements. Our custom LMS platform allows certification with the nation's most respected HR, legal, and state insurance agencies with a team of attorneys, insurance professionals, and award-winning broadcast personalities, we make continuing education both informative and interesting with relatable, reliable, and targeted storytelling. It's education that is relevant and compliant and damned entertaining, too. MyCEcourse.com. Check them out. I don't need a boyfriend. That shit's full-time employment. And I don't got the time for you. 
or anybody else Okay, Abigail Barlow is a Los Angeles-based singer-songwriter. She's been uploading her music since 2013, so she's been at this a while. Then came Heartbreak Hotel, which popped to number six in the iTunes pop chart and received 200,000 streams within 48 hours on Spotify. She's biggest on the newest platform, TikTok, but you can see her on lots of other channels and no doubt we'll be seeing more of her as her songs climb the charts. All right, Abigail joins me now. Thanks for for taking some time. I know you're down there in L.A. Tell me what's uh, new and exciting in your world uh, with the pandemic ongoing. Uh, What are you working on right now? Of course. Um, So right now I'm just working on a lot of music. I I decided to put my head down during quarantine and just find my sound as an artist. So I wrote like 50 songs and just sort of decided to really curate a sound that I could carry through the rest of my career. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been working on now. And I'm, I'm working on an EP that I'm going to release in uh, the middle of August on August 14th. So I'm excited. Let's talk a little bit about Heartbreak Hotel. I know that's been um, your biggest single so far and, and a lot of exciting mm-hmm. things have happened uh, around it. When exactly was it released and, and what is the feedback you're getting? Uh, it was released uh, a little over a week ago, I think August uh, 24th, and it has been the most crazy response I've literally ever received on a song. I'm, I've been so grateful to have such a such a, a relationship with my fans on TikTok and really been able to get in touch with them and how they're feeling about the song and they all love it. And it it's just one of those songs that you want to play in your car with the windows down and and I've never really had a song that I've written like that before, so it's been the best response. I mentioned in the introduction that you've been at this since 2013, so it's it's not like you just mm-hmm. uploaded a song. I mean, you've been a, serious about your music career. Uh, tell me um, how that all developed. You were living in, was it Alabama? Yes, <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I grew up there, and I did a lot of theater there, so I loved performing. Uh, but it wasn't until I sort of started doing some college prep things that I really found songwriting and, and uh, fell in love with co-writing with others. And um, then I decided, you know, I wanted to graduate high school early and move to Los Angeles when I turned 18. And luckily I had a sister who already lived out here. So I had family and it just felt right. And I've just been sort of grinding ever since. And um it's all kind of paying off now during quarantine, which is great. <laughs> so something's happened for a reason. It's it's not the best situation, but we make we make do with what we have, you know. Right. <laughs> I want to talk to you a little bit about TikTok. I mean, TikTok has been mm-hmm. such a source of entertainment for people during the pandemic. Particularly, it's really really taken off. I mean, there was a there was mm-hmm. a, a a chance that it could have been outlawed here uh, a couple of days ago. Right. Um, and now. Now Microsoft's right. and talks and everything. Why? Why did you pick TikTok? I know it started as Musically, right? And and were you on mm-hmm. it when it was Musically? I was. I actually hopped on the bandwagon of Musically of the app concept very very quickly, and I was one of the first people sort of to adopt the Vine musician style to that platform. I saw the potential in it, and it was so young when I when I you know started creating content on it. So. The fact that I could get in early and really, you know, figure out the app and what works. And I've just been sort of 
building a following since I was 16. And so it, it's very much a, a group of family that I, I find on TikTok. It's like everyone's so supportive and, you know, there's always negative comments, but the majority being overwhelmingly positive and, and supportive of my career and helpful, honestly, when I'm writing music. When you see other artists that have had success, I mean, what comes to mind immediately is Old Town Road. That seems to be like the first mm-hmm. like breakout crossover artist from from TikTok to to make it onto right. you know the, into the mainstream music scene. Uh, was that a, of particular inspiration to you? And what did you learn that you applied? That's a really great question. I think I am someone who learns by watching. And so I kind of adopted those tactics of, you know, how do you get an audience engaged in marketing and exciting content? That's not just, here's my song, here's here, here world, here's my song, you know, coming up with creative ways to, you know, platform that on TikTok and, and using trending ideas and trending hashtags and really just being involved in the app and knowing its audience and knowing your audience too. So that's kind of how I've been uh, maneuvering it. And I think a lot of it, or at least a little bit of it has to do with luck because, you know, there's so many things that go into it and having a song with over a million streams now, it just, it was unheard of for me. So I'm just grateful that I'm getting the chance to share music to a bigger audience now. What do you think this says about uh, the music industry? I mean, I've, I've seen one interview with you, or maybe it was um, you actually talking to your audience on TikTok about how you feel like this has changed the music industry. When you look at people like, um, for instance, Billie Eilish, who did not have mm-hmm. um, a record company kind of controlling every creative aspect of her first um, album. I mean, she was doing that. And, and the creative control right. that artists are able to have but you still do. I mean, yeah. if you want to cross over into mainstream, eventually you need a record company to pay attention. Right. Exactly. I think uh, that's a that's a multifaceted question, but it, it kind of comes down to that it's a lot easier to be an artist now because anybody now, I mean, in the 90s, you kind of had to have a label to push you for radio and there was really no such thing as streaming services. But with the rise of Spotify and Apple Music, it's so much easier for people who have a story to tell to tell it, you know? So I think it's really an exciting time in the music industry. I think it's, it's a, it's amazing explosion of content and people are constantly pushing out new music for your ears. And I think that, I mean, that's what I've always wanted is just more, more music to listen to for my favorite artists. So I think it's, it's making the music industry a lot more fast paced. I think there's, I think there's more of a demand for that music in the world right now especially have you um is it hard to get above the noise though there's so many people out there creating some good some not so Mm -hmm. good um some just okay (laughs) so i mean how do you break through the noise and get noticed i think i started writing really good songs when i said how in the world am i supposed to sound different from everyone else who's creating music right now. And the only answer is to tell it from my perspective. No one else in the world has my own perspective. So I just started writing about my own life and really, really using things in my own life and and people around me, my my close friends, my family and their stories and, and really putting my spin on it. Because if you sound like everyone else, odds are people are just going to go listen to what's popular now. So if you really want to build something from the ground up, 
find out what you want to write about and really stick to it and, 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 you know, hone that craft and, and get better because it's all about improvement and there's always someone better in the room. So I'm just trying to be the best artist that I can possibly be and challenge myself every day. Who, um, who inspired you to want to go into music? Well, I'd say both my parents did, but my dad was a musician in college and was a had the songwriting muscle to boot and was fantastic. And I told him, you know, when I was a kid that I wanted to be a pop star, I said, you know, I want to, I don't have, want to have to write my own music. I want to be like Britney and just perform on stage. And he said, you know, if you want to be an artist, you should write your own music and sort of push me towards the piano. And, and so I started writing at a really young age. And I think that was so helpful to have that outlet um, creatively because, you know, high school, you know, just high school and teenage years in general can be really hard. And so having sort of an outlet where you can express yourself really creatively was just so helpful for me. I find it interesting that, um, you know, when you look at this new generation, they have been able to uh, take a, a really early command of things like marketing because of what they're doing, because they grew up on social media. So if you have, right. if you have the skills and you have the marketing prowess, I mean, it's a, it's, and then, and then trying to pull in kind of the authenticity. It's your generation is doing a lot of very different kinds of creative work. Right. Yep, absolutely. I think, I, and it's a brilliant, um, it's a brilliant way to get started, at least on your own, to just really understand every aspect of what being an artist means. That means the marketing, the business side, uh, the creative side, and really just collaborating with others and getting really good at that because collaboration is one of the number one things you do in the music industry. You've got to sort of give up some sort of creative control to maybe come up with a better product, but that that's really the goal is coming up with the best product possible. So that's another thing I've been trying to get better at is, is just collaborating in general because I write mostly on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, In your intro, before your intro, I told a story about how I was working with a client who um, wanted a design show and she has a fabulous concept and she has the financing. I mean, basically all the pieces put together for it. Um, But she went to talk to a network executive about it. And in that meeting, he basically told us, you know, nowadays you need to have a tribe. You have to bring your tribe with mm-hmm. you to the bargaining table. Right. Was, was that an aspect right. of um, what you're doing here on TikTok? And was it a conscious effort or were you just sharing your music? I think it was a combination of both. I definitely wanted to, you know, use any social media platform I had to leverage you know, some sort of success in mainstream. I've always wanted to be in commercial music. I've always wanted to write music for pop stars. So in its inception, it was just for me to kind of document my process and really get better as an artist. So I was really just finding my voice uh, on TikTok and showing people, you know, that Rome wasn't built in a day and nobody's Paul McCartney when they first start writing music. So I think the fact that you can see improvement over a long period of time really is just a testament to the time and effort I spend really working on my music and honing my craft and how important and passionate I am about it. So, 
And it's that relationship you seem to be building because I mean I've gone through I've gone through a lot of your TikToks and and even your Instagram posts uh-huh. and I mean uh, you are a lovely young woman but it's like you're not always made up you don't always look po- totally right. polished and uh, and you have mm-hmm. some real conversations. Yeah, well, no- normal people aren't perfect all the time, you know. I mean that's it. Pop stars can wear makeup every day, but you know I'm I'm not a pop star yet, and I'm just me, and I I don't think that. You know, putting putting on a face when I don't really need to or don't want to just kind of shows that I'm a human being. I'm not to be put on a pedestal. I still make mistakes and and I'm still learning. I'm so young still. You know, I have a whole life to live and and I want young girls to feel like they don't have to put on all the time. I mean, we can be normal and we can be comfortable and and that's okay. And and you're beautiful still. You know, and you can still create wonderful things, even if you're not a Barbie doll all the time, you know? So I, I, that's one thing that I consciously try to do is just sort of be myself in every, every aspect of my music and my image and all of that. What are some of the more interesting comments or unique comments or, or funny or, or touching comments that you've received back from some of your videos? Oh man, there's so many. There's so, I mean, teenage girls are hilarious. First of all, they just have their finger on the pulse of pop culture, so they just know their references, and they, I mean, they've just been so sweet. And you know, saying that they feel like they're here for something before it's big, and that really is something that I'm so grateful for. That people truly, truly believe in me, even when you know the world or the mainstream hasn't found me yet. You know, so that that's the most important thing to me is that they feel along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And, and do you feel like you're on the cusp of something? Do you feel like the mainstream is, uh, is, is finding you now? I mean, have you had any of those conversations with anyone? Oh, I absolutely have. Um, I've had multiple conversations with labels and, you know, it, it happens so fast over quarantine that I really haven't had a chance to process it, but I definitely have, you know, some sort of mainstream potential um there with help from a label but who knows i mean with the success of heartbreak hotel i'm releasing an ep in august i mean uh, i might not even really need a label (laughs) so we'll see but um you know i'm just excited to finally be releasing music the way i want to and have an audience that cares so all right so your ep comes out and what what is your ultimate what is the ultimate goal? I mean, when you see yourself and feel like, okay, I've achieved what I set out to do, is it, uh, you know, dancing and singing on stage, uh, you know, at the at the Grammys? What is it? I think so. I mean, I would love, I mean, the, the ultimate goal is to sort of headline a global or world tour. Um, I want to go everywhere and travel, but I sort of told myself I didn't want to travel until I could do it right. So the second that I can do just a stadium world tour would be amazing. <laughs> That's a long way away, but but we're still crossing our fingers for it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Things have happened pretty quickly during the pandemic. So who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yep. Who um, knows? <laughs> so tell me, um, since you are, uh, I ask all of my guests this question, uh, because mostly I talk to creative folks. Uh, what do you do to replenish your creative energy? Is there a ritual? Is there uh, an exercise? Is there something you do when you feel kind of drained and you're like, I need to kind of replenish that part of me that is pumping out all that great music? Mm-hmm. I think mostly it's just about having new life experiences. 
before I moved to Los Angeles, I was, you know, blessed to have a family that was super supportive of my dreams. And I never really came to any struggles in life that I couldn't battle with me or the help of my family. But then, you know, I moved away and was living alone and a boy broke my heart. And I was like, oh, gosh, I've never experienced this before. Uh, and I started great music because I was having life experiences. So I think I, I try to either go out on a walk, something as simple as that, or if it's really something where I feel like I'm not inspired in the location I am, I like to go to the beach. Uh, last week I went to Newport Beach and, and just like seeing new scenery and just getting some more, some more experience in life is the one thing that drives me to create. So I'm always trying to have those fun, memorable life experiences while I'm young. Excellent. Abigail Barlow, thank you so much for your time. It has been a pleasure talking to you, and I'm, I'm looking for huge things from you. Thank you so much. I'm excited. I don't need a boyfriend. That shit's full-time employment. And I don't got the time for you or anybody else but me. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with singer-songwriter Abigail Barlow. I'd tell you where to find her, but you already know. She's on TikTok and Instagram and everywhere. Now, she does have a website where she consults and writes music and lyrics and creates beats for other artists as well. She is one of many examples of someone who is building a tribe so devoted it can't be ignored. So thanks for being here for that interview. Don't miss the KFBK Morning News, by the way, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Sam, Shane, and me were just a couple of journalists with about six decades of news experience between us talking about the news with you. It is a very different morning news program, perspective, depth, analysis, and fun. If you're in Sacramento, it's 93.1 FM or 1530 AM, or you can find us anywhere in the world on the iHeart Radio app under KFBK. And please reach out to me anytime on any of my platforms. You can also reach out through my website, ChristinaMendonca.com. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Christina Mendonca. This has been a fresh agenda. Let's stay connected. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity. This is a fresh agenda. 